Hey guys, welcome back to the Fig Tree. Today is August the 3rd, Wednesday, 2022. How's everyone today? Praying your strength in the Lord, praying that you are well rested, persevering, seeking first his kingdom and seeking number one, his righteousness. We abide in the Lord, we follow him because he is that fountain of living waters that we're all thirsty for. I pray that you're thirsty for him and you are thirsty for him if you're seeking him as number one. You do that that's the enabling, that's the manifesting that those disciples were asking of the Lord. Lord, how is it that you're going to manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And he would tell them, hey, the world's going to see my power, my manifest, my manifesting, my presence. They're going to see it in you. And we were talking about that, uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, John 15 introduces us to the Father, to the vine dresser. In chapter 16 in John, he's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay, and it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and we spent our last teaching talking about that. Now we're going to get into the keeping. Um, we'll go over that, and I wanted to do a quick, just a quick warning. Uh, I was praying before uh, I had some devotions, and I just had a message to share, and you guys have heard me warn on this quite a bit, but it bears warning, bears reason to warn on it again. It's a message to the left behind. Um, I pray that they'll get a chance to hear these messages. We don't know what kind of scenario the world will fall into, especially if that three-letter word happens. You're not going to be getting anything. It's going to be lights out. But who knows? Who knows uh, how it's going to all play out in the end? But I did. Just, I just wanted to be obedient. I, I felt led to share this, uh, not to take the mark. This is very unusual warning, but I'm just going to be obedient because that's what we do, uh, to strive in obedience to serve the Lord and to move with the wind of the Holy Spirit here, but yeah, don't don't take it. That should be obvious. I, I know lots of people, uh, some people feel that the Cindy was a good run-up, all right, the mark system clearly, um, you know, just the, the, the loyalty, the blind allegiance to, to something, okay? I just have to run out there and take it, and I have to take all the Cindy's, and anything else that the, that the world measures to give, I just have to take it. I, you know, if these earth princes say it, I have to go out there and cast my undying fidelity and allegiance to whoever says what, right? Uh, many people believe that uh, it was a test, uh, kind of a programming, if you will. Um, but I'm just going to be obedient here and share, do not take it, please, because I've heard this before about a year ago, uh, and it was just reminded to me that... Uh, once saved, always saved, eternal security doctrine. I've heard this in blogs, okay? I've seen it with my own eyes, all right? Um, and it's a bit weird, okay? But do not think that your eternal security, once saved, always saved doctrine is going to save you. We are given clear exhortations. Do not take this thing, all right? You can read about that. It's th especially in the, in, the, in the book of Revelation. Do not take it, okay? If you think you're eternally secure, your doctrine is going to save you if you're left behind and you take this thing. No, it's not going to go well. Look, if you can't follow the Lord now, you, you, whatever you're claiming to be, a Methodist, a Baptist, an Evangelical, you're once saved, always saved. You have that eternal security waiver form and you run out there and take it. It's not going to go well for you. All right? I told you, at the end of the day, God's looking for allegiance. He really is looking for your fidelity. And if you can't walk with the Lord, if you can't walk with the Lord now, that's not looking good for you. All right? You, you have the markings of a coward. All right? A coward is one who cannot be courageous or brave. It's ultimately someone who does not have conviction. All right? It is the absence of conviction. You're a, you're a flake. You, you go with the wind. All right? I'm not calling names. There, there's just people that are out there. They are herd mentality. Okay? They have to go with what the crowd 
And if you know anything about the Lord, he said, I came to bring a sword. All right, I came to set people against each other. He said that he talked about that. I came to sever mother against daughter. Read it. The Lord said that. Okay, you follow the Lord. You claim to name the name. You're not going to be liked. People aren't going to get along with you. God literally said the world's going to hate you. And by the way, hatred, it takes energy. <laughs> it takes energy to hate you. There's going to be uh, something against you. You're going to be hated by Ephesians 6. Then you're going to be hated by people. They're just not going to get along with you. That's if you're walking with the Lord. If, if you're not walking with the Lord, uh, you know, congratulations. The world is going to love you. Because you talk like the world, you dress like the world, you level, you watch the TV, you your own social media, okay? You, you you're engaged in the trappings of the world. The world will love you. Congratulations, it's going to be easy for you. It's not going to go so well when God shows up looking for fidelity, and then you say, and then you say to God, "Don't worry, Lord, I'm once saved, always saved. I prayed 20 years ago. It, it won't hold you. Who are you? I don't know you. You haven't spent time with me." You're saved. You are born again to follow. They called them followers of the way. They were called followers. They were called followers of the way. The way. They were called disciples. And I know this is foreign to the Babylonian theology of, of our time. You know, And it's do what you want. It feels good, do it. You could be a Christian. Look, you don't have to listen to that. To these wise virgins that are telling, telling you to actually walk with the Lord. Don't do that. That's going to cost you. You might be hated by the world. The world might hate you. What you need to do is have two masters, or three. And that way, you can love the world. And, you know, you could do your Sunday thing. It's a little weird that you want to go to Sunday after living it up for the world. But you know what? If you need that, go for it. As long as you have multiple masters, you're fine. I'm telling you, you're not fine. Okay? You're going to go to the lake of fire, and there you will stay. It is a prison. It is a place without windows or walls. You won't get hugs. You won't get a cold water. There won't be a fresh air there. There won't be a blue sky. Well, that's a bedtime story. It's not a bedtime story. Some of, come on. Be a big girl and a big boy. Okay? Put on your big boy pants and your big, and your big girl pants. Okay? Put on that thinking cap of yours and start thinking this through. Think it through. It's not worth it. The, the sinful delicacies of this world, the implications of you running to and fro, back and forth, getting a little drink from the table of demons, running back there on Sunday doing your thing, being a Second Peter 2.20 person, you want a Hebrews 6.4, chapter 6, verse 4, you're just running back and forth, getting a little taste over here, running, you're a wanderer. All right, the Bible has spoken of you. It's spoken of you a lot, a lot, a lot of press has gone on to describe what a drifter is, what a wanderer is. Much much text, so many warnings about the wanderers, the drifters. Jeremiah encountered the backsliders. How is it? Hosea, I want you to go and marry a prostitute. Uh, what did you, what did, I'm sorry, what did you tell me to do, Lord? Oh yeah, marry a prostitute. Uh, say that again, I'm sorry. I just, it really seemed like you were telling me to marry. Yeah, marry a prostitute, Hosea. Okay, and you're going to have to marry her. And by the way, I want you to have children. And by the way, she's going to run away. And by the, come on now. Okay? It, I'm not a broken record. Okay? I'm not repeating myself on this issue for no reason. This is the crown jewel of enemy achievement right here and right now. It's never been worse. We have a fleet of hirelings that are cowards. Okay? Elders and pastors that are full-blown cowards. You'll know them by their fruit. Just, just bring up the subject of sin. And you'll... <laughs> 
They, it's like it gets choked up in their throat. Then they defend themselves. Then they bring out the templates. And then they say, you're under grace and you're over here. And no, 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 you're fine. You can never, you know, the seed is the word of God and no seed falls by the wayside. You can never be the church of Ephesus. You can never not abide or make a decision to drift and wander. These realities are not true. Once you pray a 30-second prayer, you're in. Right? These are the hirelings. Okay? I don't care if they're well-informed either. They're just straight up wrong. They're just wrong. There are too many warnings in the Bible that talk about this. I'm not a friend of academia because academia, just because it's an institution, doesn't mean that it's always right. We've seen this before in history. All right? We've bitten into a rotten ap apple. It's Babylonian theology. Okay? It's Babylon. It's Babylon theology. All right? It's very old. It is, it, is, it is a theology that says, do whatever you want. That's why people are confused. All right? And I've seen it on the blogs. I actually visited there. I wanted to know what these people were up against. There are millions of them. And it came from academia. Okay? And I get it. There's multiple groups of OSOS. I get it. All right? But there are millions of them. And they are hell-bent on telling you not to repent. Okay? Seen it with my own eyes. Been there. I, I don't associate with that because there's a darkness there. There really is. Anyone who tells you not to repent, anyone, anyone who tells you not to turn away from sin, that's not a brother. There's something wrong. That person's not only not born again, they're an enemy of the Holy Spirit, because we talked about this. Babylonian theology, not a friend. Lukewarm theology, not a friend. All right? Hypergrace theology, that's not okay. Oh, just go out there and, and sow those wild oats, I heard as a young man. Go ahead and fornicate, I heard as a young man. God doesn't mind. You know what? You're only young once, David. Go ahead and have sex. It's fine. Fornicate, that's fine. I heard this in the church. And it's still being taught today, and I have a problem with that. Sin is not just God's... <laughs> oh, sin is just not God's best for you. It's a lie, Okay. It didn't fly well for Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not a friend of academia and this hypergrace material, okay? Okay, because a, a real pastor is going to tell you to turn from sin to honor God and fidelity. You need to walk with the Ancient of Days. You need to buy gold. You need to take up his yoke and start to learn. You need to be one who is following the voice of the Holy Spirit. He is perfect at his job. We talked about his guidance, all right? This is very real, all right? John 16 is very real. The spirit of truth, he has come. He will guide you into all truth. Either he's guiding you or he's not. And what are the, hireling, the hirelings, what are they going to tell you? There is no guidance. There is no power. Well, you know what? This is just kind of a gray spirit of truth. What is truth anyways? You know, you can define your truth. You're under grace. So just go out there and you don't have to be guided into this all truth because this truth will teach you five subject matters. Titus chapter 2, to deny ungodliness, to deny worldly lusts. How can you say that you're a follower of the Holy Spirit, or that he's even in you, or that you know him, or that you've ever been born again, when you are literally exemplifying, demonstrating, and practicing the very thing that he hates, that quenches him? And it's 24-7. It's not a little stumble here. I'm talking about, this is the food that you wake up in the morning. You just can't wait to get more of that sin. When the Bible that I read tells me that these are contrary to one another. You got an old man and you got a new man. And they are not best friends forever. Okay? You're either with one or the other. And I don't care what you're saying. I'm a Christian. It doesn't mean anything to me. Nothing. Nothing. Those words mean nothing to me. I've seen there are too many fakers out there. We're in pretender land. All right? That's the problem. Christians are so gullible. Well, this person just said I'm a Christian, so I just believe him. And then you get married and then it's the, it's the end for you. You, you married an imposter. 
This is where abuse comes from and all kinds of crazy stuff that happens because you think that person was a Christian and you didn't, you didn't do your homework. No, it's important that you're born again and filled with the Spirit of God, okay? Even your friends. It talks about being friendship with someone who's prone to anger. Find the Bible verses on anger. Find the Bible verses that says don't even fellowship with a brother. A brother who is demonstrating and living in continual sin. You can't even fellowship with that one. Don't break bread. You find the verse. It's there. Right? That's a Christian, someone who says they're a Christian in name. You got someone who's living in sin and promoting it, and they don't want to leave or depart. They're not confessing their sins, that God will be faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse them. There's no confession. There's no repenting. Uh, you know, It's like Demas. You go back to the world, and you just drift in wonder, and you stay gone. And then you have that brother over for dinner. Okay? That's, you're in violation. You're condoning by, by fellowship. What you need to tell that brother is, hey, that sister, hey, you need to come out of sin. Hey, hey, have you repented? You, know, you need to seek the Lord. That brother says, no, I don't want to. It's too narrow. Look, I'm having a great time on the narrow road. Why don't you come and join me? And then you fall and stumble. How do you think it happens? Well, my grace teacher tells me that I'll never be able to fall and stumble. That the seed is the word of God, and no seed could ever fall by the wayside. You could never be choked out by cares, riches, and pleasures. I will be happy for the day where the Lord shows up himself. He already has showed up and said this himself. I'm not a broken record. I'm not a broken record. I'm not wasting my time talking about fundamentals. Okay? It's very important to know your fundamental basics. Because if you think that you're impervious from falling to cares and riches and you're hell-bent on hypersexuality and you just need more, that is not the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your life. You are in rebellion and direct violation to his word, to his spirit. You will quench him. You're grieving him. You're insulting him. You're essentially slapping him in the face. Okay? <laughs> it's not going to end well for this generation. Look at this. You think it's okay? It's not okay. This is very, very bad fruit. You're with, you're with the spirit of harlotry. Hosea chapter 5 verse 4. This is not good. I'm with the word of God. When the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will not speak of his own authority, authority here. He's not going to speak of his own authority. He's going to tell you what the Lord says. He will tell you things to come. It's very true. Again, just to repeat this, because it bears repeating that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. It has appeared. It already has appeared. What's it doing? Since it's already appeared, we know that. What's it doing? Well, the grace of God that brings salvation, it not only has it appeared, but it's also doing something. It's teaching this grace. It's teaching you to deny something called ungodliness. And if you're not being taught, if it hasn't appeared to you, you haven't been born again. Because this is what it's teaching. Oh, I just thought the, the grace and, and the Holy Spirit are empty. You're wrong. And this is the great identity crisis. This is why it's so important that you're going to know them by their fruit. If you're with a brother who calls himself a Christian, okay, and they're living and practicing day in and day out unrepentant madness and abominations, you need to run. You need to pray for that person. You need to you need to win them over to Christ and, and, and talk to them about, hey, are you following the Lord? Okay, let me tell you about Jesus. He can set you free from that. Hey, you know, you need to talk to them, okay? Because oftentimes what you'll find is hatred for the Word of God. You know what? I don't like that church. You know what? Yeah, I, I believe, but I'm not following him. Look, look, look. And, and you're going to find the root of the matter. This Holy Spirit is teaching us to deny ungodliness. Either this is a reality or it's not. And this happens to the born-again 
soul who is of the Lord and walking with him. You're going to you're going to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. You're going to live sober, righteous, and godly. This is what's going to happen when you're born again. Okay, the Bible says that he can keep you from stumbling. John chapter 17 says that. Let's see if I can find it for you. That's actually John 16, I believe, that you should not be made to stumble. In 2022, we say you need to stumble all the time. In fact, that's all you can do is stumble. There's no power. There's no manifesting of God's power in your life. All you can do is be enslaved by darkness. You're what we call a lukewarm Christian, as if that explains and identifies all of us. It's not true. You've bitten into a bad apple. That is not true. That is a lie. Christ said this. These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. What have we said? Well, you know what? You can stumble. And you can stay wandering and drifting. You can stay in your stumble. Stay there. Because that's just not God's best for you. There, there, you lukewarm, God-hating Christian. Okay? I'm not being satirical. There are too many of these people out there running around, and they're convincing others to fornicate, to slander, to be envious, to have hatred in their hearts. Watching pornography and then saying, eh, why don't you join me? You know what? Or worse, they keep it secret. They don't tell anyone, as if God can't see that. You stay in it. I'm, not, I'm talking about unrepentance, Okay? God doesn't want you to stumble. Jude will say the same thing. Now unto him who can keep you from stumbling. A verse before that, it says, (laughs) to keep yourself in the love of God. God cares. God will pull you out of the mud. Set your feet on solid ground. Stay put. There's the narrow road. Run it. I'm running right there alongside of you. Take my hand. Don't don't leave. That's why he says don't wander. He left. The helper will not come to you. He said, I'm going to go away. For if I do not go away, the helper won't come. He was sent to your P.O. box, to your address. I will send him to you. When he shows up, it looks like something. He goes right into teaching you. He's moving you from grace to grace to grace. We don't even know what grace is. This is why I talk about the fundamentals. All right? Because Babylon, this Babylonian theology, is everywhere. They're, they're not about the fidelity, but showing all good fidelity. That's nonsense to them. They don't want the doctrine of God, our Savior, and all things. They don't want it. It's coming from academia. It's coming from the pulpit. They don't talk on this. And because of that, we have an entire nation of people that are running around thinking they're Christians without a drop of Holy Spirit power. They're confused. And it's very upsetting because I know that we can be so much more. So much more. God wants more from us. He wants intimacy. He wants fellowship. How can you fellowship with the Lord while hating the very righteousness that he called us to walk in? That's a problem for me. But let's pat sin on the back as if it's a good thing. No, it should be an enemy. Pride and arrogance should be an enemy to everyone who's born again. We're just, oh, there, there, you prideful, arrogant, unrepentant sinner. Okay, that's all you can do. You just have to stay prideful and arrogant. Oh, you just have to hate. Oh, there, there, you're going to get to heaven. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's not okay. What about this grace of God that has appeared already? What about, what about the teaching to deny ungodliness? And by the way, this teaching is actual power and lightning in your body from the inside out. All right? He's teaching it to you from the inside out. Every time you spend time with him, he's molding you, crafting you. The template is Christ. Just hang out with him. It's very simple. Just spend time with him. Oh, I, I can't. Uh, what I really have to do is fly around on jets and planes and, and do this and run to and fro. You're the church of Ephesus that was so busy for the Lord, all right? so busy with your ministry that you left a long time ago. No prayer time for yourself. Well, I'm too busy teaching others. You need to get down on your knees and seek the Lord now. I'm telling you, so many are in trouble. I'm talking to the elders, I'm talking to the pastors, I'm talking to these people. We're in trouble. 
We have left a long time ago. Now we don't even know what it means to have left. Love, what's that mean? It means go back to the beginning. Go, go back to a groom and her bride. Please, go to a wedding and just take a look at these people that are all over each other, okay? Go back to the basics. We've lost. We've left. There's few. There's always a Philadelphia, okay? God always has a remnant within a remnant. I get that, okay? But I'm, I'm, well, I'll, I'm concerned. You should be concerned. If you're following the Lord and seeing the madness that's gripping everyone by the throat, people choked out by cares, riches, and pleasures, all while you're once saved, always saved, and everything's fine, it's not fine. Wait till the trumpet sound. Watch how many people go up. It's few. Yeah, these messages are always odd. I'm sorry, I can't have this cold temperature there. No, it's not okay. Look at what's happening in the world. Think everything's great? You think heaven's happy with the madness that's running around down here? And it's in the church. It's not outside it. Teaching us that denying ungodliness, deny it. Well, that might cost me. Deny it. Uh, that I might lose some friends. Deny it. That might cost me my job. Deny it. He's watching. All right, he's watching. Is he really watching? He's watching. And your fidelity, your honor, or disobedience, your rebellion, okay, he sees it. And he cares. My little children abide in him so that when he appears, you would not be ashamed. If you deny him, he's going to deny you. Find the Bible verses, read it. You love your father, mother, sister, or brother more than the Lord. You're not worthy of him. He said it multiple times. But no. Let's get a little kitty cat out. And let's turn Jesus into a little fluffy teddy bear. I have a problem. Many, many see this. And many have warned. And many are tired and exhausted. And I get it. I'm tired and exhausted. But we warn. Real love tells the truth. Follow the Lord. It's so simple. It's so simple. And this, friends, this is why people can't do it. This is why they can't do it. They, they don't want to follow the Lord because they don't ultimately love him. We can get wrapped up in ministry. We can get wrapped up in things that we're doing for the Lord. And he's saying, hey, you know what? This is all great, but you need to come back to your first love, okay? It's been a long time since you hit your knees and the tears flowed from you crack, cracking open the Bible and reading Romans 1, reading John 15. You've gone cold. You're out there doing things, but I'm not there. How many of, this, of us does this define? Oh, Lord, but I'm doing this. Okay, where am I at in that? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about Bible reading. I'm talking about praying for others. I'm talking about being moved by the power of the Holy Spirit to live sober, righteous, and godly now. Right now. Well, I'll do that later after the resurrection. Folks might not make the resurrection, okay, because they're not living according to what he's teaching. Listen, John 17, and this is eternal life, that they may know you. This is experiential knowing. You're walking with the Lord. This is eternal life, that they may know you. Why didn't he say that they may just uh, academically think of you? This is a knowing. We, I know this because it ke he keeps repeating a thread, and it's, it's all throughout the book of John. This is eternal life, that they may know you. He wants you to walk with the Lord, the only true God and Jesus Christ, who you sent. Jesus talks about the glorification on earth, but I'm going to go right down to the keeping here because this is important. I have manifested your name to the men who you have given me. We know about this. 
Christ will say this, that no one can come to me unless my Father in heaven draws them. God says, you gave them to me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. I want you to listen to this. And they have kept. They did something. Lord, you gave them to me. They're born again. They're following me. And they did something that few people did. They're not John triple six people who left. John 666, super creepy. Disciples of the Lord left in droves. Okay? These people are different. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. If you're not keeping his word, if you can't help but but have two masters and you're drifting and you're wandering and you're running back and forth between the table of demons and you just love the spirit of harlotry, you're getting choked out by pleasures and riches and cares, you're all over the place. Friends, that is not keeping his word. You are born again to keep his word and follow him with allegiance. Second to no one. God is first. There are no, oh God, you'll be first, but there's four other gods right next to you. Nonsense. All right? Very, very concerned. They have kept your word. Now they have known that all things that which you have given me are from you. For I have given them the words which you have given me. They have received them. What did they receive? They received his words. That's the same words that the Holy Spirit would say. What did he say? Here. That he will guide you into all truth. That he's going to declare God's word. He's going to declare it. All right? He's going to guide you into all truth. That's the spirit of truth here. He's going to tell you. You're not going to be with this generation that's obsessed with selfies. It's 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 very, very scary. All right? Scary in that it's swallowing so many people and they don't really seem to care about it. Judgment's here. Judgment for the lukewarm church empire, the Lord, Lord community. But Lord, but Lord, I did this. God's not interested in what you're doing. He wants a bride walking with him. So would you if you gave your life for someone. Hey, why don't you walk with me? Take a walk down. A, oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll follow you from two miles away. I, I'm kind of busy over here. I got selfies to take and... I'm just, I'm just busy. I, I, you know, maybe later. Maybe next year. Okay, your choice. All right, there's a reversal coming. You deny me before men. I'm going to deny you. And you can deny the Lord with your thoughts, your deeds, even your logic. Things can go south. It's not okay. It really isn't. There is a spirit of truth. He is real. He really is guiding. He really is declaring God's word to you. Father, I've given to them the words which you have given me and they have received them it even tells you of the philadelphians the wise virgins that we received it not only are we keeping his words but we have received them we're different okay we're, we're called the called out ones the followers of the way now look how many times he goes into keeping this is the keeping they have kept your word they have received them verse 11 holy father keep through your name Verse 12, I kept them in your name. Okay, he says it again. Kept, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Okay, it's real. He will keep you. And if your life is defined by full-blown unrepentant sin, pornography, slandering, you just love slandering, slandering your busybody, your gossip, that's darkness. You're destroying someone else's care. I don't care. That's darkness. That's a problem. Okay, you need to put that into sub- submission to the authority of the Holy Spirit. Let him wash your tongue. All right? You need to follow the Lord so that when you see sin in someone else, you can pray. First pray. All right? Prayer is prayers huge. And if you have a fellowship and a relationship with a person, God will give you the, the opportunity to say, Hey, I've, I've, been, I've been noticing this. You know, are you seeking the Lord with X, Y, and Z? I've noticed this. I've noticed that. You know, how can I help? You're concerned. That's what a brother or sister does. What are we doing giving sin a free pass? 
Oh, you're just a... Okay, so you're watching pornography three hours a day. You know what? That's just not God's best for you. But hey, go for it. Eh, okay, you know, I'm not going to judge you. No, we're told to examine. What have we done? No accountability, no discipleship. What point if we're told that we would be one? We're not one when you're seeing that brother enslaved to darkness. That's not friendship. No, you need to come along and say, hey, listen, this is what the Word of God says. I love you. You need to come out. You are quenching and insulting the Spirit of grace. You are grieving him. Not only that, but look at what it's doing in your life. Oh, I just need help. Yeah, let me, okay, let's, let's get some help. Let's get some accountability. And you come alongside of them. God will use you if you're not a coward. The hirelings are everywhere. It's most, unfortunately. I can't go over this subject without being fired up because people are dying and going to hell. What am I supposed to do, whisper it? I, I can't do that. Look how many times he says, keep, Holy Father, keep through your name. I kept them. Okay? I have kept them. You should keep them. Okay? Your word is truth. There's a keeping. Okay? There's two realities. God will keep you, Jude, now unto him who can keep you from stumbling. And then he says to keep yourself in the love of God. And I'm sorry, but this keeping doesn't look like you staying in pornography 24-7 or being a hate-filled rage person who is prone and bound to darkness. Look what he said here, that you should keep them from the evil one. That tells me that God will keep you from the evil one. He'll literally do what he said he would do. He doesn't fail. God will pull you out of the darkness and and he'll tell you, stay put. He'll enable you. He'll give you the power to be kept from the evil one. He doesn't fail. What's happening here? How, How is it that so many are bound into the darkness? They're not being kept from the evil one. It's simple. There's an identity crisis. People are not what they think they are. This is why they're calling him Lord, Lord, and no one wants to talk about it. Very few. We're in trouble. The lukewarm empire is in trouble. There are simply too many of them. And there are too many pastors and hirelings that are all about these cares, riches, and pleasures. They're everywhere. And it's what people want to hear. They don't want to be told that there's a spirit of truth. They don't want to be told that they could be guided into all truth. Truth has virtue to it. It's the virtues of the Holy Spirit. Truth looks like overcoming. Truth looks like you being guided. Truth looks like the spirit of truth working its way into your logic, thoughts, deeds, and actions. Either this is all true, or it's lying to you. And I believe every single word, verb, and exhortation in the Word of God. When Christ comes, this is all going to go into play. Okay? He's shouting this now. Wisdom is shouting in the streets. But you know what? Wisdom is hated. The Bible says that to a fool, it is literally an abomination. It's an abomination to depart from sin. Fools cannot depart. That's why some of you hate this teaching, and you still listen. Have you ever wondered why you're still listening to that soul who's this offends you, but yet you come back over and over? Why? Why? It's God. Okay? That's the Lord. I'm just a man. You're arguing with the Holy Spirit. I'm just a servant. We are all servants, but there's a spirit. Wisdom is shouting in the, sh- in the streets. And there's about to be a rapture soon. I believe that. This thing could go hyper in a moment. Judgment really is here. It, that should be obvious, but th- we don't even know. It's like fire falling from the sky. You know, Water is one centimeter. It's one inch from going above your head, and people are still partying going on vacations and having your best, or trying to have your best life now, because God is, he's allowing trouble to come. And what are we doing? Partying? You know, I, I just, I just have to get as much fun as I can. I'm, instead of using that time to draw closer to the Lord, 
We're trying to get more fun, trying to extract more, more cares, more pleasures. Soon pleasure is going to be bye-bye. Uh, you're going to own nothing and be happy. You're not going to be happy with what's going to be coming down the line. I mean, bugs is not something that people are going to want to eat, but they're going to eat it because they're going to be hungry. And that's going to be the least of your concerns, okay? Um, either the Lord is keeping you. This is what he said. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. What does it look like to be kept by the Lord, that you should keep them from the evil one? Holy Father, keep them through your name. Kept. Either he's keeping you, and you have an appetite for his word, and you are walking running the race and fighting a good fight and setting your mind on things above that you're taking every thought captive and you are overcoming because he's keeping you from the evil one or you are a drifter you're a wanderer you're one who is prone to ungodliness you have an appetite for the darkness you're a gray man you want two masters you're going to church you're playing your thing sometimes church can be the most dangerous place to be in because you think you're safe from the one who said the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness it's revealed against something called ungodliness and unrighteousness but you know what i'm gonna grace so everything's fine you're not okay okay there are good men out there telling people the truth to turn to the Lord with fidelity, honor, and allegiance. Turn to him. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. Go all out. Lay it all at his feet. Okay? Then are those just sitting there? Okay, Pastor, I'll be there next week. He might not be there next week. When he's gone, raptured, this is going to be the reality. People are, why am I still here? Because the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, the very sin that you, so many say, it's just not God's best for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Go away now. Okay, sin, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll do my thing. I'll repent someday. I'm going to keep going to church, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll turn from that one day. I can quench him, I can grieve him, I can insult him, I can resist him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Look, our biggest issue is because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. You have become unthankful, futile in your thoughts, and your foolish heart is darkened. You think you're wise, you become a fool. I didn't say that. The Bible said it. God has given many over to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. They did not want to retain God in their knowledge. Your logic, it goes south. You don't even make sense to you or you're gone. This is why people can do things that are incomprehensibly wicked. They just don't know God. It's tough. It's tough to see an hour like this where judgment is here and very few people are, are awake to it. They're sleeping. They're still trying to extract the pleasantries of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Babylonian culture of madness, and it is mad. Hypersexuality, unrepentant immorality, idolatry, you name it. It is Galatians chapter 5. Okay. Meanwhile, this is all happening because wisdom is shouting in the street and wisdom is hated. Okay, the Holy Spirit is saying, please turn to me, and they don't want to. Alright, I've talked about once saved, always saved. I've talked about the hyper-grace doctrine. It is the number one doctrine in the world. You need to understand that. It is the number one academic doctrine in the entire world. It goes across all Bible sectors. Almost all have a form of this. 
and I firmly believe that we, we, have, we are and we are witnessing the fallout of this theology today. A nation of souls confused on what it means to follow the Lord. They can't do it. They won't. They won't. And it starts with academia first. Then the pastors that have been produced from academia. Zero fidelity. They cannot tell you to turn away from the sins that, that grieve, quench, and resist the Holy Spirit. Why? You're a fornicator? Having sex outside of marriage? Just sleeping around? Doing your thing? What are they going to tell you? Fornication is just not God's best for you. You're fine. You're a lukewarm Christian. You're okay. This word? Okay. Just not God's best for you. God understands. Move on. Look, this isn't even in my own family. I don't want to hear it. All right? That's a problem. All right? This is, this is the fallout. Okay? People think they're safe. Your mind. Your, I just read you Romans 1. The mind goes, your logic goes south. It deteriorates. God will give you over. Pornography. Okay? You get cold to it. It's just an hour a day. It's just two hours a day. I go to church. I even pray. You get cold to it. You know you can no longer feel the pull of the Holy Spirit saying, Stop it, stop it, stop it, come out, come out, come out. You get that conviction, but after a while it starts to get dim and then you are pushing him out. And what does academia say? It's just not God's best for you. Don't don't worry. You pray thirty seconds, you're fine. You're good. Everything's fine. No, you're not fine. He demonstrated what he was looking for us. What he was looking for, what he wanted. Slandering? Immorality? How about stop the sinful behaviors? How about examining Sodom and Gomorrah? How about examining the days of Noah? It's going to happen again. It's happening now. If you're not paying attention, look at what's happening in the world. Well, it's just a random uh, course of events. You're doomed. All right? The water is up to our necks. Two more inches and we'll be, it'll be over our heads. There's only one ark, and that's found in Christ. And unfortunately, many people think that they're following him, and they're not. Because this is their appetite. They want more of this. And all you're doing is quenching him. That's all you're doing. You're quenching him, you're grieving him, you're insulting the spirit of grace. And he told us not to do it. He told us the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. He said, I have a problem with it. Read Isaiah chapter 1. All right? there, there are too many. It's the entire New Testament Bible that this is the will of God. It is your sanctification that you really should abstain from sexual immorality, that you should conduct your vessel in honor, 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 honor. Whatever happened to that? God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Well, I don't want holiness, then you don't want the Lord. He's not an evil spirit. He's a holy spirit. You don't know him. You don't want him. You're not a part of his flock. You're a Christian in name only. And you're out of time. The great tribulation awaits you, and many are cowards. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject God, but he rejects, he does not reject man. You're rejecting the Lord God. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man. You can reject us all day long. This is God's word. He has given us his Holy Spirit, and this is what the Holy Spirit says. The Holy Spirit will not tell you that sin is not God's best for you. He will tell you to come out of that uncleanness. That's what he says. He is a he, and he is shouting in the streets, and few are listening to him. And it's your fault for quenching him and for resisting him. Even now, there are those of you still resisting. Templates, academia. I'm, I'm one saved, always saved. I'm eternally secure. To stay in the uncleanness. You're wrong. You're wrong. You wait till he shows up. Well, you're serious about this today, Fig Tree. I'm serious every time I go over this subject because I know what I hear in the midnight hour. I know what I hear. I know what causes me to toss and turn at night. It's the same Holy Spirit that's saying, I didn't call you to uncleanness. You have a problem. 
sitting there in church, listening to these pastors telling you you're once saved, always saved, you're eternally secure, and your life is dominated by unrepentant uncleanness. It's his will that you should abstain from sexual immorality. We're doing the opposite. We're running in to the darkness. We're not fighting against it. My Bible tells me that these are contrary to one another. Right? That walk in the Spirit. That's what it says. The flesh lusts against the Spirit. The Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. It talks to me about a, a fight. A battle. To put on the... Look, we if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Anyways, I'm going to leave it there. The works of the flesh really are evident. Okay? Well, I could I could live a life of... Uh, of being in the flesh. I, c I can do all of this. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. I can do it all. All of it. As long as I pray and show up on church and do my thing. I can have this outbursts of wrath and a jealousy. And I can do all of it. No, you can't. Because the implications of your desire to live in the darkness screams of your true identity. You have not been born again. The ones who are born again are walking in the spirit. They are running the race. They have the framework of the logic of the Holy Spirit echoing throughout their mind, body, soul, and spirit. Even their logic is sharp as lightning. Oh, they're not, you know, they're not someone who doesn't have a, an occasional hiccup, okay? But the Bible tells me that he can keep you from stumbling. Even in your stumbling, he can keep you from stumbling. That's how great this work is. But let's focus on the darkness and give sin a free pass and not push anyone to be more than what you could be. How about stopping the sinful behavior and walking in the fire of the Holy Spirit so that God gets maximum glory, honor, and praise? All right? There is a keeping, and I pray that you're following him. If you're left behind, this is why. You're playing around with the darkness. You're getting as much sin as you can. You're not repenting. You're not confessing your sins before the Lord, that he would be faithful and just to cleanse you, to wash you. Zero repentance. Zero confession. You're not talking to God. You're not praying. You are lukewarm. You're cold. That's why you're left behind. Because the Holy Spirit has been bidding you to come out of sin for a long time, and you thought you were once saved, always saved. You thought you were eternally secure to play the role of a harlot. You're wrong. Your pastors are wrong. Academia is wrong. They're wrong. God sent the prophets to say the same thing. You folks are wrong. God said, turn. He said, turn from sin in the Old Testament, and he's saying, turn from sin today in 2022. The only thing that's different now is that we have millions of pastors in Ireland saying the opposite. You're teaching against the person, the masculine spirit of the Holy Spirit, and you will be judged for it. Yes, these teachings are getting more and more severe in their warnings, and I can't help that, all right? I have to be obedient. I don't. I fear the Lord more than anything. He's saying, turn from sin. 2022 is saying, no, I will not turn from sin. You will allow me to live my life the way I want to. I'm in charge. Okay? If that's how you feel... God has another classroom coming for you. It's called the Great Tribulation. This conversation will be had again in another world with different rules, with the first seal breaking. We'll see how great your attitude will be then when God says the same message then as he's saying right now, turn to me with your honor, with your allegiance, with your whole heart. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's what he's looking for. That's what he wants. And he doesn't want to be second. 